noche de luna llena para confesarte lo mucho que me gusta. In the 22 years that I have known my grandfather, he has never once ceased to amaze me. As a first-generation Mexican and one of 10 children, five of them being from multiple fathers, my grandfather has never once given up, backed down, or walked away from life's obstacles. Instead, he has embraced them with love, forgiveness, and kindness. My grandfather is the kindest human I've ever met. My grandfather grew up working jobs throughout high school so that he could feed the mouths of his siblings that his alcoholic father and negligent mother could not feed. My grandfather has shown people compassion when they showed him ignorance and love when he was shown hatred. There are still large gaps in his life that I don't know of and stories that he refuses to share. Some things are not meant to be remembered. I recall him saying this so clearly when I pestered him to hear stories of his childhood many, many years ago. I now realize why he chooses not to share them. Some things are just too painful to be talked about. My grandfather met my grandmother when he was 18 years old. They were married when they were 19. Apparently, they saved each other. At least that's what my mother tells me when I ask her. I don't doubt it. They both came from crippling childhoods. They took after my great-grandmother, my grandmother's mother, an immigrant with no money, little to no English, and struggling with alcoholism as well. My grandfather took care of her all the way to the end of her days and spent years talking to her, listening to the same stories, teaching her English, and searching her room for bottles of vodka. When she died, he cried the hardest. These memories that I have been sharing all occurred when I was very young. They are sacred memories and stick with me the most because Poppy is someone who lives in the heart of everyone he meets. I have had old friends, even old boyfriends, ask about him when I run into them. How's Poppy doing? Does he remember me? He is loved so deeply and so greatly by all those who meet him. Another significant memory I have of him is his retirement party, the overwhelming amounts of people grabbing my hands, telling me how loved he is, how much they appreciate him, how much he has done for them. My grandfather was an advisor at UB for 45 years, but if you ask the people who worked with him, they would say he was more of a guardian to all of his advisees instead. My most recent memory of him has happened throughout my 20s. Right before I turned 20, my grandmother was diagnosed with breast cancer. Thankfully, they caught it pretty early, and she only had to go through radiation before kicking it out of her body. A little over a year later, she was re-diagnosed with breast cancer, but in the opposite breast. The doctor said that there was no better option for, other than performing a mastectomy and then radiation afterwards. Although these past few years have been horrific due to those reasons, I have seen my grandfather in a completely different light. He has carried as much weight as he possibly could throughout her cancer process, and I know that if he could have done it... To, and if he could have had it done to him instead of her, he would do it without question, however many times it took. He stayed strong while she was weak and loved her unconditionally throughout it all. My grandfather has showed me sacrifice, something he taught my mother when, who taught it to me. My grandfather has taught me generosity, creating a savings account many years ago with money towards my undergrad. My grandfather has given me fa my family so much. Familia lo es todo, he says. Family is everything. Although I can tend to be reserved, I have this undying need to help others constantly. Giving random gifts to those I love is my favorite pastime. I know I got that from him. He has always given everything he could to others and asked for nothing back in return. He has taught me so many traditions and to be proud of our ethnicity. He will forever be the best person I know. Mi abuela, abuelo es mi hero. All of this being said, I wanted to add one more person to this story. 
I decided to interview my mother, who knows him better than anyone I know. Although my grandmother and her and my aunt, her sister, know him very well, my mother and my grandfather have had a special bond their entire life. He has not only inspired her, but given her reason to go on to the job that she has today, which is a counselor and helping others. Both of them are truly remarkable people, but she has so much to say about his legacy. And I chose to interview my mom because she knows my grandfather the best and he was her father growing up so she can give me the best amount of insight on him and um, just answer a couple questions that I'd like to share that speak on his character. Um, so mom, are there any stories that you can tell me that you remember about his childhood or anything that you think would contribute to the person he is today? Oh, definitely. I could write a, a book, but I don't know if anyone would believe it because of the life that he had growing up, but um, he truly is remarkable. He was one of five and the oldest of them, his mother, um, took all five children to the, uh, an orphanage and abandoned them. Um, eventually, his aunts took all five of them out and they went from one sister's house to the other being taken care of uh, the best it's possible, but not definitely not under good circumstances. My uh, poppy was the oldest, so he took on a role of the patriarch, the father, at a very young age and did his best to try to keep his twin sisters and two brothers in line. But of course, um, they were, they found trouble and dropped out of high school. Um, actually, Poppy dropped out of high school. Um, and later, thank goodness, due to somebody's guidance, he was able to go back and finish his uh, high school diploma. But he had quite the childhood. And um, until he met Grammy, when he was 17 or 18 in high school, did his life slowly begin to turn around. Yeah. Um, his perseverance and what he was able to go through with the support of um, his soulmate um, truly made him who he is today. Yeah. He, he really is amazing. Um, <clears throat> and then is there any like important life lesson that you think he taught you like something to give to others as advice because for me it's always been family is everything like you know he really him and his brothers have always said that and that's something he yes. really taught me and that's been a really core belief of mine but I, he he says a lot of really important insightful things that I try to remember a lot of absolutely so um in the Mexican culture family is everything so it's partially cultural but of course it's also due to, you know, his childhood. The five of them were basically raising themselves with a little bit of assistance here and there from adults and going from home to home. So they had to rely on each other through all the difficult times. And um, so family is absolutely everything. But he taught me so many, but so many things, like it's, it's hard for me to narrow it down. But I have to say that... Um, 
he is so grateful for the life that he was able to obtain from after surviving a childhood that he made it his life's goal to pay it forward. And my entire life I've spent hearing people that I that I didn't know tell me how incredible my father was and how if it weren't for him, um, encouraging them to get it, go to school, get a diploma, go to college and assist them with getting jobs, they they would probably be still be on the street. So not only did he was he able to persevere and change his life, but because he was, he spent his life and his career convincing others that education was the key to a better future and encouraging and assisting so, so many with accomplishing that goal and and really life-changing, um, changing their lives. Yeah. And that's something I mentioned too, is, um, like a super significant memory for me was just, um, when he retired from UB and the like outpouring amounts of people that like just showed up and told me like, your grandfather is so amazing. He's done so much for us. We'll never forget him. And he, he loved that job so much and being able to help people. Absolutely. Um, growing up, he, he, when he was working at the university, um, he was working in the admissions office and he convinced the director, he was the associate director, that they needed to do outreach to uh, the minority population in New York City. And he would travel to the New York City area, drive to the, drive to the city in a big uh, university minivan, and um, go recruiting for the university in areas that typically people do not recruit uh, colleges in particular back then did not recruit students, let alone students of color in particular. So um, again, that's why so many are so grateful because he got them, um, helped get them in, get them accepted to the university, come to the university, earn their degree. And then later he worked in the career development office and assisted them with getting jobs. And everywhere I go, especially in the education field, I see people that say, you're Mike Rivera's daughter. I, I, I can't even tell you, your father, how he changed my life. I wouldn't be here. I mean, I'm talking principals, people in um, higher positions in education. Just so, so many people in my life have, told, have come up to me and told me that if it weren't for my father, their lives would be completely different. Yeah, and it just like shows by like how he treats others. Um, I I had even mentioned like how the, he there's nothing that he wouldn't do for someone, and how Absolutely. he is just so willing to give and not ex and not expect a single thing in return, and Absolutely. and especially when he just came from so little and like get like how he and Grammy like saved up money for to give me towards my undergrad tuition. Like how important like it is for him to give to others. I think that's like the most important thing about him is that he will never stop inspiring us. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, <laughs> he even, he even um, encouraged your father to, oh, yeah. come, to go on in education and pursue a, a career that um, in education because he knew that he would enjoy it. And, and it was, um, 
it would inspire, it would inspire him to help others and to teach children. And, um, it'd be a good, um, living because he was, because dad had just, um, been unhappy with the degree he had and the job he had, but he didn't want to go back to school. But Poppy encouraged him that he, you know, he needed to do this for himself and for his future family. And he, that he wasn't happy and it would be worth, it would be worth the effort and the money to um, invest in a different degree. Yeah. Pursue a teaching certification. Yeah. He just has like that dad, I guess that dad energy that he brings to everyone. Um, Absolutely. And then not even on that, like, is there like a specific like childhood experience that you had with him that stuck with you or like a memory or something you hold on to? Oh my goodness. Um, not real. He was a very, very young father. Um, they had me at 18 <laughs> and they were, you know, had nothing, of course, just came from you know, the, the childhoods that were less than ideal, like, like we talked about. And, um, but they had each other and they saved each other and together they literally worked themselves to the bones, getting their education, um, raising a baby and, um, working, just making enough to eat, honestly, just barely surviving. Um, but knowing that if they kept pushing on and doing what they needed to do, even though it was so hard that it would pay off. And like I said, and then one day they, and what did they do? They paid off a hundredfold. They've had a wonderful life. They've been able to travel and just, just so much. But um, the most rewarding part is helping others to obtain that as well, have that kind of life as well. That's yeah. the most, that's, that's truly what make brings happiness is, knowing that you've helped others and that's just his life mission. It always has been. It's just who he is. He doesn't do it because, you know, it's part of his job or anything like that. He, he is the type that will help anyone, a stranger in a grocery store. If they see, see something, it's, it's almost to a fault. Right. You know, he's just, he's just truly genuinely caring, extremely loving, um, hardworking, hardworking individual that every single person that knows him loves. Yeah, he, he really is. And then just speaking on like how you were saying how loving he is, I think the last thing I wanted to like just ask you about was you spent more time with them obviously than I did when um, after all of Grammy's treatments and especially after mastectomy. And I just remember how he was with her from what I saw and uh-huh. how he took care of her and um, never left her side and how he would have taken that and 10 times more, as many times as it took to do it for her because of how much he loves her and respects her and trusts her and worships her. I mean, he truly, absolutely. truly loves her. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 50 years of marriage is really remarkable. Um, and, you know, it's funny because not not only was he like that with Grammy, um, which is of course amazing. And, um, you know, but, but, uh, you know, like I said, he, they are inseparable soulmates and truly, truly an inc- a couple that we just, you just don't see too much anymore. But 
what's more remarkable is he also did that and raised his mother-in-law, Grammy's mom, your, your great grandma. Mm -hmm. And, um, she, she lived with them for years and that was, you know, that's hard. It's very hard to raise, um, and live with an, not raise, but have an in-law live with you and for years. And he just adored her like the mother that he never, you know, the mother, unlike the mother that abandoned him and his brothers and sisters, he, he, his mother-in-law became the mother that he didn't have. And he worshiped her and took care of her and gave her everything. Um, and then when she became sick with cancer, at, luck, fortunately at 95, if you could see how he took care of her and how the loss devastated him, it, it was, it's just, it's just remarkable. And I just don't know. He was, of course, every bit as incredible with Grammy, his wife, when she went through cancer. But how he had the strength, I don't know, because I really don't think he would have survived long if she if she didn't beat this cancer twice. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. He's in that I had even mentioned that too, and it just like how he and Gramsci, I mean, he would just sit with her for hours and hours and talk and listen to the same story over and over <laughs> again. And I just yes. remember, like, although obviously it hit, her death hit all of us, like, ugh, just it hit us. He, You mean great-grandma? Yeah, Gramsci. When Gramsci died, uh -huh. um, he was just, I just remember he was a mess. Devastating. Mm -hmm. A mess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I just think he's, you know, a truly remarkable person. And I had even said, like, I, I when I run into old friends, you know, old boyfriends, they're always, how's Poppy? How's Poppy? What's he yep. up to? Does he remember me? I mean. That's my whole, that's what I remember my whole childhood. All of my friends adored, adored Poppy. In fact, sorry I interrupted, but um, I never, I never brought it back to my childhood. That was my entire life. All my friends adored my dad and I went to my <laughs> actually went to my 30th high school reunion and my friends were just how is your dad how are your parents because of course your grandma is every bit as much but Poppy was more on the limelight because um his, his grand person personality uh, Grammy is every bit as um um loving and, and remarkable and caring and hardworking and pushing things for, uh, helping people, um, paying it forward, but she's very humble and, um, quiet about it. Um, don't forget Poppy was also very active in the community mm -hmm. and, um, the West side community and really, uh, helped all volunteer on his own. Not a dollar did he ever earn, um, he, um, helping, the Buffalo community, people, people of color in the um, West Side with uh, community centers. He sat on boards. He just did so much to help the um, um, uh, Buffalo, Western New York um, community, people of color. You know, uh, he's has, he had, I remember, I, I, we had, he had so many awards for what his, his contributions 
to others in the community that we didn't have enough wall space in our library to hang them all, mm -hmm. all the plaques and um, just, just unbelievable. Oh, it's just, just one after another, dozens, dozens and dozens of them. Yeah. And he, I mean, I've just always seen him as a Phoenix, you know, rising from the ashes and just what he, what he's done in his life. And I mean, he's still young, mm -hmm. he's still in his seventies. So he's, yeah. he's got time to keep going, but he, I, every, I mean, everyone, everyone I know. And it's, yeah. and we are in a, a sense bragging because he earned it. Oh, I am. I am. <laughs> he earned it. Yeah. And think about, think about it. He was left with his brothers and sisters in an orphanage mm -hmm. and dropped out of high school and had to at a, like I said, as a child, had to raise other children. And it was very, very, very grim. Horrible, horrible childhood, and it damaged him. He had serious trauma. He was traumatized, um, I'm sure. But it's incredible what um, helping others and a little bit of support. He had people that supported him um, that he met as he was... Uh, Okay, sorry, go ahead. Um, but also, I, I have to give um, credit to, um, he was the first student to graduate from the first EOP program at Buffalo State College. Yeah. And again, he could never have afforded college. He wouldn't have even been accepted as a person of color um, if it weren't for the EOP program. And he actually dealt with quite a bit of discrimination um, he, uh, being on campus and being um, a person of color, um, but the program made it possible for him to earn his degree because he needed a tremendous amount of support financially and educationally because he was um, lacking um, in, behind in his academics because of um, dropping out of high school and the trauma he was going through in high school. And like I said, if it weren't for programs like that, he would have never um, been able to gain his education. He also went on to, you know, when he got the job at the University of Buffalo, um, after he earned his degree, he also dealt with a, a great deal of um, discrimination. And um, so he has overcome so, so much and has always remained positive and never has never stopped um, helping others. And never used it to, as an excuse, never um, complained, only used, was thankful that his life wasn't like that anymore. And what could he do to help others that had um, you know, rough experiences like his? And, yeah. And he's just so, he's just so remarkable. He really is. And you know, I I'm, think so. <laughs> I know. I'm, and I'm happy that I, you know, had you here just to, you know, fill in some gaps for me because, you know, it's, you knew him obviously so much longer than myself and he was your father. I mean, he is my grandpa and he's the best grandpa in the entire world, but. But we're biased. Yeah, we're biased. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for joining me. Um, I really okay. appreciate your, you know, your insight and your stories and, you know, I really love getting the chance to talk about him because you know, he doesn't talk about himself. He doesn't give himself credit. No. No. Very humble. Yeah. So, well, thank you. You're for, very welcome. Thank you. And 
Um, I really appreciate it. And I cannot wait to share this with everyone that's going to listen to it. Oh, all right. Okay. Have a good night. You too.